Hey yo, Johnny Dumas here, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, and welcome to Team Engineer. If you're looking to lead a team of engineers or engineer your team for greatness, tune in now with your podcast hosts, Jade Green and Kyle Probert, and be prepared to ignite. Let's just go for a really hard and fast start. I'm going to say, Jade, you heartless cow. Yes, that sounds fair. (laughs) (laughs) When we're delivering messages and when we're delivering really, really important messages, we need to do it without emotion. Oh, So, you heartless cow, why do you do it without any emotion all the time? (laughs) (laughs) Now, of course, that's... That's not true, is it? It's not tr- It's not that it's a heartless emotion. It's not that there's anything other than love and compassion behind the message that's being delivered. The most important thing is, is being in control ourselves when we're delivering big messages, tough messages to someone else. Yeah. So, ah, actually, remember that thing I said before about, like, the learning integration? Oh. This is the moment. This is the moment. Uh, again, been going through the high-flow leadership stuff and – what we learned this week, which mind blew me, is that the different, like the leaders needing IQ, EQ, what makes a better leader in a business? Is it someone with higher IQ or EQ? What what would you what would you think? Ooh, that's a good one. I would always get with EQ. Uh-huh. Correct answer. Correct answer. Uh, you can go to the, the top of the class. What was really, really fascinating, though, is they showed like the influence scale of and the balance between what you needed IQ versus EQ. And it's, I don't quote me, I'll get, actually, I'll get the slide for the team, but it's about 84 or 86% IQ versus EQ to have influence, yet to drive performance, it's almost exactly the opposite in terms of EQ versus IQ, which I was like, wait, what? Like, wouldn't you need to know the detail to be able to logic, to be able to get them to do the thing? And influence, would that be about like that, that, that emotional intelligence and linking? But when, you, when, when I started to break it down, I went, oh, influence is like the ability to get someone to move short-term, maybe using an extrinsic motivator to get them into motion which is great to get them maybe started and you can influence them to do something, but that's not sustainable. Whereas driving performance linked to EQ is really about how you link into their intrinsic motivators through knowing who they are as a human being Mm -hmm. and knowing where to show empathy, where to dial things back, knowing when to deliver without emotion not saying be emotionless, not being cold-hearted cow or the, ice, or the ice queen, but knowing what emotional state is going to match and mirror and work best with the person yeah. that you're coaching and leading in that point in time. Yeah, that's it's so so interesting to hear it that way. And and I think if I reflect on people that that I've seen that really really get productivity out of a team. I reckon that's 100% it because I know when, when I was working in mining, underground mining, the teams that their leader got the most out of them, 100% he wasn't the smartest guy at the place. Mm-hmm. Like 
totally was not the smartest guy at the pit. But he also didn't didn't rule with an iron fist. The team had cohesion. The team worked well together. They respected him. Yeah, like it, it wasn't a fear. It was a respect. And so I, I totally relate to, you know, he wasn't the smartest guy in the place. He didn't rule with an iron fist or with fear. But the teams that 100% got the best productivity were the ones that obviously he understood them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to link back to, like we said at the beginning, about giving feedback without emotion. And it's it's not about not having emotion, like the EQ side of things and understanding that. It's about not having your emotions rule the way that you are giving the feedback from a from how you're feeling yourself. And this links to the podcast. It probably would have come out before this one, hopefully. Let's make sure. We'll, team will do that. Team will make that sure. <laughs> you didn't get it? It's the one before this. So it's about understanding where they're at and not 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 going from what you want to say, which is often linked to our emotion, like that knee-jerk reaction. And we've done podcasts on responding rather than reacting yep. before, but being able to park your emotional feelings from yourself and match them with the right emotion that gets the result that we need. And I love what you said about like that, like the, the the pit boss that's not necessarily the smartest, but doesn't rule with an iron fist. Like we don't get respect by demanding it. Like that's not how you get real respect. But <laughs> one of the other things think to the teachers in schools, yeah, like I've got kids in school. When, when you see you can you can hear it in how the kids talk about the teachers. Mm. You know, some of them are like this. And no one likes them. Whereas it's exactly that. Whereas the ones that you know, have a little bit of compassion, listen, pay attention and all of that sort of stuff, they're the ones that get the results out of the kids. So the number one thing that I, I picked up there about was the compassion. And again, when we're looking at high flow communication, the key thing is around care. So if you want to get respect, then the number one way to respect is trust. How do you get trust? by having compassion, by someone understanding that you genuinely do care about them and then they will trust that you have their best interests at heart and you're not doing it, you're not just saying something for the sake of it, you don't have like this hidden agenda behind it, it is actually coming from a place of true caring and I think that that's that's where we see those lead, like this is where they have the ability to drive those results without being the smartest person in the room, without even knowing like Sometimes the people that get the best results out of the team don't even know how what the team does in a tactical no. aspect. That that's not their job. They're not the they're not the trainer. It's it's about going okay. What's going on with this human? Mm-hmm. How do I how do I how do I see? And this is the that emotional intelligence side of things. The EQ. How do I recognize what emotions going on for them right now? Where, what state are they in? What level are they at? What, what do I need to do to help work with them? Like, do I need to bring them down? Do I make, need to make them feel safe and secure? Do I need to increase their confidence? That emotion piece or the emotional intelligence comes mm. in and that's, it's again, mm. it comes back to connection, right? Yeah, definitely. I was going to say probably one of the key skills is empathy and I th- maybe empathy gets a little bit... Um, confused with sympathy sometimes and yeah when I say empathy I don't mean take on everyone's problems and wear them as your own monkeys that we talk about you know it's certainly not that empathy is understanding where someone's at today what's driving what they're doing today and 
what can we do to make sure that they can park it and if nothing else, be safe? Creating that psychological safety. So one of the biggest pieces I see in driving performance is when we can give people psychological safety, right? We talk about this even with uh, when we go through retention and um, salaries and things like that and, and what motivates and performances and giving pay rises and blah, blah, blah. The, the fact of the matter is once someone's re- reached their level of psychological safety in their salary and things like that, they know that they can live to their what the lifestyle they want to live, then throwing more cash at them is usually only a short-term fix and we're like, oh, but we give them so, like, they have, you know, so much commission. Like, what, like, they're a salesperson. They want to make so much commission. But if they've reached their psychological safety, then you need to look at the other human needs that drive them, and this is where we layer also the love languages, to go mm. what, act, what are the other motivators within them? Because once that, once that extrinsic motivator has been met, you really need to look at what are the intrinsic motivators for them. Best way to get to performance in the first place, if you've got people underperforming, is where are they not feeling safe? If you can fix that part first, and that might be outside of work, and this is the whole human side, once you can help them get to that level, that's when you can then take it to the the next level, the nth degree, by then tapping into how else do we pull the levers for them, how else do we help them find their intrinsics to go up now, I, I can hear a whole heap of people going, what the fuck? fuck's sake, why do I have to care about what's going on at home? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we know how I feel about that. We fire people, fire clients like that. They go in the bin. <laughs> we throw them in the bin, those clients. Uh, and look, we, we've all been there. Like I, I, can, I can totally say, like, why do, why do I have to worry about everything that's going on in this person's world? Because I'm a human. At the end of the day, it's because I'm a human and I should bring to the world the compassion and care that I want to feel and that includes people that work with me, that might work for me, that I might pay their bills. You know, they don't owe me anything, mm. but I, I owe them the, the human being part of me to actually care about all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll make it even more practical for those of you that are a little bit on the fence of why the fuck should you care. Uh, science, actual evidence. Let me give you the science and evidence. So not many of us have the ability to roll down the the roller door of disassociation and check the shit at the door. I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse, have the, which is what, and we're going to do a podcast on leading out of disaster zones, but the reason <laughs> why I could go into running a uh, a crisis committee meeting or pull together a team in the disaster zone of the floods is I have got the ability to, roll down the disassociation shutter and go, right, my emotion is not coming into it right now. I still have the empathy, like I know it, but I'm pragmatic. I can get to the point. I can stay focused. I cannot get overwhelmed with it. Mm. I can heighten my passion when I need it to pull a lever, but I can also put it back in its box if necessary. But that's <laughs> that comes from childhood trauma. It is <laughs> not a skill everyone can learn. I, but I think I want to challenge you on that, though. I think there is actually skill to it. I think there are things that we can learn that help us to be able to do those things. Oh. Maybe not at exactly that higher level where we shut everything out, where we, we suppress and, and forget. <laughs> no, no. Once we get home, the door comes back up again. And we're like, but and, we can't expect our people to do that. That's, that is. No, no. It, it's. It takes someone a lot of awareness and a whole shit ton of self-work 
to be able to balance that and to know when you, like, if you keep suppress, 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 then fucking the, the gasket's going to blow and all shit's going to go south at some stage. So we need to know that we can release the valves as well. But that takes a leader to want to do that work. You can't expect that your team's going to be able to, to do that and your average person is going to be able to learn that skill. And as the team leader, it's our responsibility to do it and not expect it. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yep. that's, that's really important though, right? Because often as a team leader, I've got, an, I've got a, one of the team members that I coach at the moment trying to explain to them the, that they've got someone that's doing a job that's very, it doesn't require any real out-of-the-box thinking. If you had someone that really wanted out-of-the-box thinking who had a lot of drive that had a lot of IQ in terms of problem solving and things like that, they wouldn't stay in the manual labor job that they're in. But they, but this person has the expectation that they will think and act and drive the same. And I'm like, but you told me you're sick of turning over those people. You can't have both because that's like we want the steady. We want someone who loves the manual labor. We love someone that that's where they that's where they get their jam. Yep. You you've got to respect both sides. And the, we, to digress a little bit and, and follow that a bit, someone that gets a lot of joy out of that needs a lot of guidance. And we, I think we've spoken about this a few times where, yeah, for me, having to give the guidance and not have people think about it can drive me absolutely batty. I, and that's because my brain doesn't work that way. My, my brain is tell me, the, tell me the two seconds worth of information and I'll go away and I'll just deal with it. I'll, whatever's got to happen, I'll just deal with it. But, you know, if, if I want someone to do things, I need to understand that they need to be given the steps, you know, what is the next step? Because, and, and look, some of the best soldiers that I've had work with me, best trainers, you know, they're the ones that, you know, they'll march all day if they know where that next step is. If they don't know where that next step is, they are freaking hopeless. They become a toy soldier. <laughs> they, oh, but, you know, they, it, you, you're just going, why, why, why did you turn left there? There wasn't a road there. What the hell? And, and it can seem that silly. But the, the thing is, is that as long as they know what that next step is, they'll march all day, absolutely yeah. all day. And it feeds back to what you were saying about, you know, if, if you want someone to dig a hole and take the next shovelful out of that trench, you've got to tell them where the next shovelful firstly comes from and where it goes. Yeah. And just recognize that the person that loves doing that doesn't love what you're doing. And if they did, we'd be fucked. So I'd be digging the hole. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so let, let's just, let's just go back a little back. bit to the, the empathy side and, and roll on the shutter down. Now, the bigger, we, we spoke about rogue waves. Okay. So <laughs> the biggest challenge that you faced last week is not going to be the biggest challenge you'll face next week. So, no matter how big your challenge is, I, I don't know. I don't know. If next, I don't know if I can deal with next week if that's the case. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let, let me describe it another way that doesn't seem quite so daunting. The biggest challenge that you had last week is preparing you for the next one. If you send me a tsunami, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so there's varying levels. If you've only got a small team, you don't necessarily have to be able to pull down the shutter and deal with a crisis situation or a flood. Okay, but it all starts with learning the skills and the first skills are understanding what's going on inside. So the first step is, okay, that fucking idiot dug the trench in the wrong spot and I feel, Put him in the trench. fuck, 
It's just put them in the trash. <laughs> okay, I'm feeling angry. Now, why am I feeling angry? <laughs> this is the first thing to go through is, okay, I'm feeling angry. Why am I feeling angry? What is it? Now, if we, if we really park everything and get it to the side, ultimately we're responsible. So, yes, the trench is in the wrong spot, but did we make sure that the information was correct? Did I paint what so, done looks like? Yeah. And, look, there is that small number of people that do things just to upset the world. But it is a very, very small minority. We need to remember that our employees are not necessarily trying to make life hard for us. No, they're not all there trying to fuck you. <laughs> Though so sometimes if, it feels that way. <laughs> if I'm angry, is that a fair emotion to portray to this person that probably worked their butt out, digging a mm-hmm. trench, that you're now going to tell them it's in the wrong fucking spot? <laughs> and is it, yeah, uh, be aware, is it displeasure? anger like when you actually figure out that you're at cause are you angry at yourself and don't don't project the anger onto somebody else yeah and so we've just identified okay i'm angry about this and that's not a fair emotion to, to portray okay what the next step is okay is that emotion going to help me solve my problem and is it going to help me solve the problem next time everyone should be shaking their head at this point in time going no anger is not going to solve my problem and it is not going to get the trench moved to a new spot it is not going to motivate my employee to help me get it fixed before the end of the day because we've got a truck of concrete coming (laughs) so and that thing doesn't want to sit there mixing no and and look the first the first If we want to really break it down, turn the emotion off and go, okay, Bob, I think I stuffed up. That trench is in the wrong spot. I think I've given you the wrong instructions. You've totally diffused the problem, okay, by by firstly just going, hey, hey, Bob, I I think I've stuffed this up. I'm I'm really sorry, dude. That that trench is over there. I, I, I need it over here, man. Oh, crap. What can we do to fix it? Yeah. And now you've got the you know, straight, role as a solution. Yeah. So straight away, it, it's not a it's not a ass kicking. We're, we're not trying to we're not trying to blame people. We're not trying to do anything like that. What we've done is we've gone. Look, there's a problem. I, if I take ownership, ultimately, I probably fucked this up. I've given you the wrong instructions. So, and look, Bob, we're not Bob clear enough. I didn't speak, so you can hear me. Yeah, and Bob might go, oh, sorry, dude, actually, oh, oh. <laughs> now, either way, it doesn't matter who made the mistake. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. There's learnings from it. The first learning is, okay, we're, we've, we've connected now. In, instead of going, fuck you, you idiot, I've gone, oh, man, what can we do to fix this? How can I help? How can I make sure that happens? And then when we review it, when we when we do the feedback loop, we can go, okay, how can we make sure that doesn't happen again? Because I know you don't like digging trenches that much, mate. Like I know that's your job and all, but I know you don't like doing it twice. <laughs> yeah, once there's one off. Yeah. <laughs> but also, so just I just want to circle to another another example of that, right? So say you did give clearance instructions. And the person still made a mistake, 
right? And it's totally fine to give the feedback, but again, without the anger. So to be able to go up and say, hey, Bob, I'm just, I'm feeling at the moment, I'm feeling really frustrated. I felt like we had an agreement on where the trench was going to go. Can you just bring me into the picture? Where was the disconnect? How did, how did I thought that I communicated to go here? Can you walk me through how we ended up over here? Because now we're understanding where we didn't speak so they could hear us. Because if you don't have the awareness of what happened, now you're getting the feedback for yourself like, oh, and he's like, oh, but you were going like this. So I just saw, because you talk with your hands, I went, you went like <laughs> and I'm that. A visual I'm, learner. Like, so I went like yeah. <laughs> I'm a visual learner. Oh, your hands oh. are pointing over there. Yeah. Even though you wanted the trench over there, your hands were pointing there and that's all I saw. And, and yeah. The, the shovel was over there and all the tools were over there. And that's I, all I heard. The, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. All I heard is what I saw with my eyeballs. Right. Yeah. So getting that feedback. So, and it's okay to explain, like, I'm feeling frustrated right now because of this. How help me to understand what happened. Or, and maybe Bob goes, Oh, fuck. Actually, I got a call from a missus and I vagued out and I don't, I must have. I did a 360 and I've, I've screwed it up. Yep. Okay, cool. The Still, the way, best way to get the outcome, if you lose your shit at them then and go, why are you taking phone calls from your missus at work? You're supposed to be doing this. That's, like, not yeah. going to help right now. You can communicate, okay, I hope it was an emergency, mate, because otherwise not super, in, like, not okay to be taking that call right now. That's beside the point. What we need to do is hustle because that hole needs to be over there before the truck arrives. <laughs> what do you need me to do? do you need me to go and mark the spot that I needed exactly? What's going to help you? Because he might still be in overwhelm with something that's mm-hmm. happened. What's going to help you to be able to get this job done in the time I need done by? And let the person come back to you. Because if you just then start flying off the handle about them checking their phone when they should be working or whatever else, <laughs> like your your hole's getting dug at half pace. Um yep. and you're not winning the battle. You're not winning no. the war. You might be winning the battle, but you're not winning the war. So, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's really important to understand what the biggest picture is, what the biggest outcome is that you need to solve right now. And sometimes you've just got to forget about the other stuff. Otherwise, you're just going to end up into a war. It's just going to be everyone's all over the place. We're, we're going at half pace. Everyone's upset. The equipment's getting broken <laughs> or because I whinged about someone on their phone. And, you know, if I really, really showed some empathy, well, what actually happened was he watched me walk around on the phone talking to the missus and thought it was okay. Led by example. Can't say, <laughs> do as they say, not as they do. It doesn't work with many humans and it doesn't work with employees. <laughs> right? Um, this point, when we started this podcast, we're talking about feedback without emotion. Um, so I want to circle back and we touched a little bit before about clarity is kindness being unclear is unkind. And the, the key to feedback is having radical candor. Like, but the only way you can have radical candor is once you've built that true trust that you are coming from the place of best interest and not from your own emotion and reaction. So firstly, laying that playing field, making sure that you have got connection before you give the feedback. And I don't know, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I'm not down with a feedback sandwich, the bullshit oh. sandwich, um, I because I think people see through the bullshit, right? <laughs> like it's just like wanker. Like if you've got if you've got constructive criticism to give, just give it. And as long as you're giving the solutions, but I think it's about really helping them to understand. It, this goes for positive feedback as well, right? Don't just say <laughs> "good job, mate." 
like say, I'm feeling really proud of you. I'm like, or I'm really impressed with you because you did, did this specific thing, which resulted in this result. And I, I love that. And I can't wait to see how you turn the dial up on that. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes people don't even have the awareness of how they got to that great thing. Right. And we talked about yeah. this in our Friday morning feedback loops. What was your wins and how did you get there? Because sometimes, especially if it's a natural thing, if we run on instinct, if we're a bit of a channeler, <laughs> right? You and you and you just you go with emotion and you're not aware, you don't actually know how to duplicate it, or you don't know how to be, you love this, your best when you're at your worst because you don't Ooh. know because oh, you don't know what it was. Like you haven't diagnosed what the tangibles are. So when you're out of flow or you're out of sync or under pressure. And yep. your gut instinct or your natural reactions or your uh, innate ability is dropped and you have to default to cognitive thinking through it. If you get used to doing the feedback and giving people feedback on how they got to the wins as well, it's so much easier to replicate it, duplicate it and turn the dial up on it. Mm, yeah. And and it's it's, I think, to simplify just a bit, it's noticing the things that people did that got them where they are. The behaviour yeah. and the action. You know, hey, you, you came in with a big smile on your face today and it seems like you've had a really productive day. Yeah, you know, what made you so happy this morning? You know, what, what worked this morning? Yeah, you don't necessarily have to ask that you question. Wanna, <laughs> I know what the answer usually is when we ask our, when we ask our training guys that. <laughs> maybe, maybe we don't want to ask that. But, yeah, just, happy just wife, pointing happy life. <laughs> Just pointing out that. Hey, you came in with a different attitude today. You know, obviously you've had a good morning. That's really rolled out through the rest of your day. You know, that that's really, really good to see. <clears throat> but I think you're right as well on the feedback sandwich. Mate, that was crap. Like, I, I don't know what you were thinking there. That was crap. But geez, you look pretty today. But also, just saying that was crap, what were you thinking? Without actually going like that offhanded at what we're thinking, rather than going, hey, mate, this really wasn't at the standard that we needed. I'd probably say it was a bit shit. Can you just walk me through how you got there? Hmm. Rather than what we yeah. think is, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Was and like, Jesus, shoes look pretty good. Walk me through how we got there. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. Like the feedback sandwich doesn't work. It, it needs to be fairly, it, <laughs> I think it's like ripping a Band-Aid off. Everyone just wants the message. They don't yeah. want you to fluff around. They don't want you to fuck around. If, if something's gone astray, most people know it and they just want to hear what. Yeah. Hmm. And just diagnose it, like diagnose it and find the solution moving forward because it's, it's, it doesn't serve anyone to just like point holes in something. We say, I, I always say, don't come to me with all your problems and no solutions and, I, and don't for every solution I have bring me two problems. Like <laughs> you've got like some people don't have the awareness to know how they got there, you've got to guide them. This is where you're coaching them. It's like, okay, like if you think about an elite sports coach, any sports coach, right? Uh, someone's like, like, I'm terrible at golf. Don't critique me, right? <laughs> golf swing though. They can slow it down and go, ah, the reason why you went slightly that way is because your knee wasn't pointing that direction or your, you, your eyes didn't follow through. They were still looking at the ground or they can pinpoint that thing. Just, just try lifting your eyes. Just try. So if you can help just give that little bit to help them move the next step, that's how you're going to get the results because just pointing, like giving feedback is that was shit, do better. Like my football coach, don't catch the ball with your teeth. 
No fucking shit. I'm not standing here trying to catch the ball with my teeth. <laughs> I see. I like. Tell me how ones. not to catch. Tell me what I did. I, I like What's the other one? Can you do that less shit? Yeah, can, can you do that? <laughs> my my old sprint coach should be like, "Oh my god, that makes me want to vomit." I'm like, <laughs> and he's standing there going, eh, eh. "I'm like." Okay, which part of it, coach? And he's like, your elbows, and you're like they're like this, and they're not like this. And it's like, oh my god! It's like, yeah. please. Like, can but, can you do that again, but less shit? Yeah, where my sprint coach, being that he has coached, uh, like he goes to America and he coaches the the Cowboys and stuff like that. He's very good at articulating what part was shit and what part how to do it less shit. But my other football coach wasn't at that level and he would literally just say, don't catch it with your teeth. And I'm like, but, well, why am I catching it with my teeth? What the fuck am I doing wrong? <laughs> and it would take, and literally it took me one day getting so frustrated and yelling that back at him, going, well, how the fuck else do I do? I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then him going, you don't talk to your coach like that. But then the other coach coming over going, it's because you're not making the diamond and so the ball is coming straight through and smacking you in the face because you're not reacting fast enough. So if you have the diamond, the ball can't fit through the hole and hit you in the teeth. <laughs> oh, hey, that makes together. sense. Got it. Glue the fingers together. Got it. No, no football <laughs> in the place. Yeah, until the quarterback throws it so hard that it breaks your fingers open and smacks you in the face, but then you have a mouth. <laughs> so, but do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it's just not helpful to say it's do it less shit. Yeah. No. What, what about this was shit? So clarity, kindness. We, we started off with you heartless cow, but what we really wanted to say was delivering feedback without emotion does not mean that you're emotionless. And so the first step is actually understanding what's going on inside you and taking control of that. Regulating. And then having clear concise conversations about where the feedback needs to be. And finally, the most important part of that is it either needs to be positive or negative feedback. Both need to be delivered the same way. Boom, mic Boom. drop. I can't do the mic drop. It doesn't, it no, doesn't drop anything. It's too expensive to do. <laughs> I hope yeah. everyone's enjoyed our <laughs> session today. As always, leave us a note. Let us know what you got out of today, what you thought, and... Let us know the worst feedback you were given. That's always fun to hear. <laughs> Don't catch it with your teeth. Don't catch it with your teeth. <laughs> On that, we'll see everyone next time. We're out. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Team Engineered podcast. Are you ready to build a kick-ass team, weaponize your workforce, and live an epic life? If so, connect with us at www.teamengineered.com. And while you're at it, Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.